guys, welcome back to Love on the Line. It is Tam and Phoebe and we cannot wait to be chatting to you this week. We hope you've had an amazing week and you're having your morning coffees, driving to work, driving to uni. I know, I'm sipping an almond ice latte as we speak in Love on the Line style. Also, in an episode three, season one first, we have a live studio audience. We do. We have one of our best friends, Emma, with us today. She's unfortunately not contributing to the podcast. She's just here for support. But yeah, a bit of a live audience moment for us this week. It's really nice. I mean, she is one of our favorite people ever and one of our favorite friends. So she doesn't really contribute to the topic we're talking about today. Thank goodness. But um, before we dive into that, I thought I have a good um, activity to kind of warm us up, get us into our chatty selves. So Tamara, do you have any unpopular opinions? I think we should start some controversy. It's episode three. We've been too nice now. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Yes, since we are talking about bad things, I think my unpopular opinion, which is actually just straight up facts, is that you should not be keeping chocolate, biscuits, any of that in the fridge. I feel like that is the work of Satan and you ruin the entire taste of what is a marvelous creation. Okay, I understand the no chocolate in the fridge because you want it to melt in your mouth, you want to have a great time, I understand that, but nothing can beat a cold Tim Tam or a cold mint slice straight from the fridge, bit of a midnight snack, It's it just enhances the experience. I will give you the mint slice. When we went away, you introduced me to that. But a Tim Tam, absolutely not. That is meant to melt in your mouth. You're meant to dip it in your little cup of tea, enjoy it. I just think if it's not bought in the fridge, don't take it home and put it in the fridge. I, I, I'm gonna have to half agree with you there. You got a pass. I do, I do understand the general scheme of chocolate. Now I'm a bit scared to say mine because it is very unpopular. It is a big hot take. And then I'm going to have a lot of text messages come through after this. But we might not be friends after this episode if it's that bad. I'm quite scared. Okay, love on the line is on the line right now, guys. So I think Hamilton is overrated and not that good. <gasps> I don't want to be in the room where this happened. What the heck? What do you mean you think Hamilton is overrated? Okay, I've watched it once on Disney Plus, and I just, I'm a musical fan-ish, not really, like I don't go see them all the time. I saw Wicked at the West End, and like I watched a bit of Mamma Mia, a bit of Greta Showman, but I just think for how much it was hyped for so long, when I watched it, I was just a bit disappointed. Wow, oh, I saw Wicked on the West End, that must be nice. Um, you're wrong. I feel like our friendship is about accountability and just honesty. And I'm going to tell you that you actually probably don't have good taste in musicals because Hamilton is by far one of the best musicals I've ever seen. It's the best musical that's been written. It's quality. I'm really sorry that you unfortunately weren't blessed with the talent of deciphering good musicals, but I forgive you. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll try and um, better my taste in this friendship and maybe you can show me the way. Whilst we love sharing our lives and chatting about these topics with you guys, we want to make it super clear that we're not experts or your personal psychologist and anything we discuss is purely our experiences and are not claimed to be absolute fact, but rather our opinion. We're super passionate about bringing light into these conversations as we believe in the power of vulnerability. 
Yes. So speaking of bad taste, bad things, this week we are diving into part two of our three-part series, Friendship, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. We are talking about the bad this week because friendships have their ups and downs, and sometimes they can be a really ugly mess. They absolutely can. And I think bad friends kind of comes under that. When friends like let us down, disappoint us, just do stupid stuff and really aren't there for us um the ugly is more about those toxic friendships and those friendship breakdowns but we're just going to talk about times friends have let us down um here's those confessions from you guys oh i'm very excited they were so juicy i'm keen to dive into that and speaking of we are going to finally dive into these confessions that you guys have sent in and we are so excited to react to these and digest these so Mrs. Confession, can you read out um, our first confession of this series? My best friend during all of high school got jealous of my boyfriend. So she got in my head and convinced me that he wasn't good to me so I would dump him. Then, not even a month later, she tells me that her and my ex are dating. She then proceeded to spread rumours about me to the entire grade that I was a and abused her for dating my ex when I honestly could, couldn't really care as by this point we weren't as close anymore. So when I confronted her face to face and told her that she's a backstabber and I don't want to be friends with someone who talks shit about me, she then called me disloyal to her and said, and I quote, and you wonder why your dad left you. Okay, so can we digest this? Because I'm going to break it down. So first of all, you're dating this guy. Your friend says he's really toxic for you. You should dump him. To then go and date this said toxic man and then spread rumours about you, call her a and then says no wonder your dad left. The absolute betrayal. Like, if I had just heard those first couple sentences about that, I still would have been shocked. Like, that's such a bad friend move. But then to say why your dad left... Yeah, I, I'm actually in disbelief that that would ever happen because there's like three parts to this confession. And at the first part, I'd be like, what are you doing? Why are you being such a horrible friend to go and date an ex? I just, I don't know if I could ever do that to a friend or what I would do if a friend did that to me. Have you ever gone for a friend, um, like a guy a friend has liked before or, or dated before? No, I haven't. But... Sometimes I think that they're attractive and I'm like, oh, if they weren't my friend's ex. I completely agree. I think normally, like, in embroidered in me, I have such girl code about that and I would never even, like, remotely consider. Um, even a guy my friend has liked, but to be fair, oh, I'm going to out myself on the podcast, but hey, we want to be real. Um, I was seeing this guy for a few months and then we ended things. He started dating this girl. Me and her were friends and then they broke up. A few months after that, I did go back to this guy. So I have been that bad friend. I am gonna, I'm gonna call myself out. Um, but yeah, so, I, and I hate that about myself. That makes me so, oh, I don't like it. But it's, it's different to this situation though. Like you guys were together first. That's but true. I think that whoever sent in this confession, thank you, so funny. Um, but also so wild because I think that you just, your friend was just such a bad friend in every possible way. And I'm assuming it's a girl who sent it in. She commented at the end and she said, lol, that bleep ain't ever had a friend since. 
I think that's so funny because honestly, the energy you put out is the energy you're gonna receive. So exactly, don't go for your friends' exes, um, and especially don't break them up just so you can date them. I think is a huge, huge top tip on Love on the Line. I think Mrs. C has another confession along the line of that, actually. My best friend, my best friend hooked up with my boyfriend at the time on his birthday when he said he was spending it with the boys and they started dating after that. Oh my, again, similar, similar things, but how are people just dating their friends' exes? I don't hear it that much. Right? Maybe we just have good friendships. <laughs> or we're just single. Um, anyway, what about you, Phoebs? Have you got a bad friend confession? Have you ever been a bad friend? Has anyone ever been a bad friend to you? I mean, I just really opened up about how I was quite a bad friend in that situation. Um, but time I have had a bad friend, oh, this is quite... A horrible time but I was spiked once at Hillside classic oh um, are we surprised but um, about six months seven months later uh, my friend um, was having I'm also not friends with this girl anymore but she was having um, some girls over for some cocktails it was a Friday night in 2020 lockdown so you're still allowed to go to people's houses um, but yeah, nothing else was really going on. So it was a Friday night. She was like, hey, you should come over. I was having some drinks, like girls hanging out. I'm like, I'd love to. I haven't seen these girls in a few months. I get there and I also Ubered there so that I could have a few drinks, stay over. She dropped me home in the morning. Um, I get there. There's four other boys there when I thought it was just a girls night. And I look and one of the boys there is this boy that has spiked me. And I go up to this girl, I'm like, what are you doing? You told me it was a girl's night. Why the heck is he here? She goes, oh no, um, he just really wanted to see you. And so like, I just said this so that he could, um, that you could come over. He just wants to talk to you. Absolutely one of the worst nights. Oh my gosh. I feel like there's bad friends and then there's bad people. Like that is a bad person move, not even a bad friend. Obviously it's a bad friend move, but. I know, exactly. And then I quickly, cause obviously this was now late. Like I'd gone quite late and I look on Messenger, I see who's active. Luckily my friend Dan was still awake. And so I'm like, Dan, can you come pick me up? I'm scared. And he did. So we love, we, that's a good friend move. Come pick you up at 3 a.m. from this scary house. But no, definitely probably a very bad friend move from her. Dang, I have a bad friend move from me, but I think it goes a lot with being immature. Like this happened in high school and high school friendships are a little bit different. So um, Alex Kelly, I'm going to name and shame her because we talk about this all the time and have a laugh. We're actually getting coffee this week. So that's funny. But I was an awful friend to Alex. So we were super, super close bestie level um she's a phenomenal person and just an incredible woman but silly old tam um had a little bit too much to drink at fids and was feeling very insecure in our friendship and loves to self-sabotage herself and basically broke up with alex at fids and we both left crying in the car park. I like met her boyfriend for the first time and then grieved the fact that my best friend was now in a relationship and I missed out on that. And so I think I was just a bad friend because I actually didn't 
see my worth. And so I would take that out on someone else and feel very insecure in friendships because I wasn't secure in myself. So I think that bad friendships can come from that when you actually aren't sure of yourself. But I love Alex now. We're getting back on track with our friendship after nearly three years. Um, but yes, I'm so sorry, Alex. I love you. We love Alex. She is one of the most genuine people you ever meet. But that's so good that you guys are repairing that. And I think friendship breakups, I was talking to um, Nat, one of the people we work with today, and she was saying friendship breakups are honestly sometimes worse than relationship breakups because your girls are just there with you through so much. Like, who are you going to go to when something bad happens? Your best friend. Like, I am going to go to my best friend. I'm going to go to Tam with everything as soon as it happens. But no, I think that probably what happened with you as well was an immaturity thing. Like, high school friendships are really like this. Like, we lack a lot of skills and a lot of life experience to have these mature relationships. Yes, 100%. Friendship breakups... I think are probably the worst thing that could ever happen. I had a friend, we had been friends for seven years, thought she was going to be in my bridal party, was always over at her family's place. Um, And the tiniest bit of, not even drama, I don't want to call it drama, miscommunication happened and that friendship was cut off straight away on her end. And it literally, I think it still hurts me a lot because you have all these ideas about how your friendship is supposed to look like you plan for the future and then you just get so disappointed because yeah someone's broken up with you and so breaking up a friendship and being on the receiving end of a breakup is very different but it hurts so much have you gone through that at all any recent friendships or even friends distancing themselves i think um i've had a couple friendship breakups and there's one i actually think about a lot still um i think me and her just won't ever be friends again but she was very special to me and it like in fact i still think about it now i think it's quite hard but i haven't had any major friendship breakups recently i've definitely um had some friends distance themselves or like i've distanced myself from them i think after Like I was saying in the last episode, in high school and kind of right after, I was very prone to hooking myself onto as many people and friendships as I could just because that lack of self-worth and trying to find that in other people. But now I'm very aware of I want really good, genuine friendships in my life. And so I just kind of noticed that I've had a few friends um, that just haven't been able to show up when I need them or have made me feel crap. And you don't have to surround yourself with people that make you feel crap. And so I was just sitting there the other night, like after hanging out with this person and thinking, I don't feel like this when I hang out with Tam or Anna or some of my other friends. And I was like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I want really good, solid friendships. Yeah, that sucks, though, that that's happened. I feel like I'm not sure if anyone's kind of heard the term love bombing. And sometimes that will happen with guys. They'll just be like, oh my gosh, I love you. I want to do everything for you. And then once you're like, okay. And then they just up and leave. Um, But I feel like sometimes friends do that. They can love bomb you in the sense of you spend every waking moment together. And then suddenly something shifts and you're like, oh, like, I don't know what happened. But I think from high school transitioning into adult friendship, something that I've noticed a lot is that sometimes you just outgrow your friends. You outgrow your friends from high school. And I saw this thing. 
And it says, don't feel bad if you outgrow your friends when you're trying to become a better person. Don't let them hold you back from getting better. Sometimes your friends want you to stay stuck in the same bad place, but you don't need to stay with them. You have to leave them behind. I think that's really crucial because that is adding to people who are bad friends. They want you to stay stuck because they feel better about themselves maybe. And it's something that is really challenging for them when you're succeeding and maybe they're still stuck in the same place and i think that happens more often than i think a hundred percent like um i have a friend who um we befriended we kind of became a lot closer because we both had very similar issues with body image and that kind of correlated with faith a lot um but i started so after me and my boyfriend broke up i started getting a lot healthier just wanting to like improve my life in all the different ways include including health um and so i started losing like a bit of weight just because i was working out and eating better and um i think that friend felt a bit threatened just because we both had really struggled with our weight growing up um and so i remember we went out for dinner and our other friend was like oh phoebe like i'd lost about like five or six five or six kilos at this point and our other friend was like phoebe like you're looking so good like she was just trying to hype me up like girls supporting girls we love um but she um and she looked at this friend and said hey doesn't phoebe look really good and she just kind of was like mm-hmm. and just like didn't wanna like she i think she felt threatened or what i don't know i don't know people act out in insecurities but yeah, it just was really disheartening for me because I, you know, had supported this friend and I thought it was reciprocal. So, yeah, but then again, like you said, like bad friends, we can't, um, they don't want you to succeed if they're a bad friend. Yeah, and we talk about this quite a lot and I mean, it's in the Bible, love God, love yourself, love others. That's the order. And so I think a lot of these bad friendships and bad friend experiences that we've had have come from a place of not being able to love yourself, which means you actually cannot love other people. You need to first and foremost love God. And if you love God, you're going to love yourself and understand your worth and that you're made by the creator. But if you don't understand that, how can you cheer on your friends? How can you always be in your friend's corner if you actually aren't showing up for yourself? So as crappy as that situation is, it's actually not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of your friend who unfortunately is being a bad friend. But I also get that because I also um, seek a lot of affirmation from friends and other people, especially I find if friends are treating me worse, not anymore because I'm a bit better now, but when friends were treating me worse, I would want their approval more. Mm. And I think part of bad friendships is actually idolizing friendships. And I did not realize how much personally, sometimes I can idolize friendships, but how many friendships I see around in my life that are only there because one person is idolizing the next or one person is trying to fit in and therefore idolizes a group. No, for sure. I think we have to constantly ask ourselves, why am I friends with this person? Is it because we get on really well? Is it because we're circumstantial friends like we work together is it because um i really want to be friends with them because they're liked by a lot of people or they are really cool or whatever like why what is the motivation there and i think also if you're listening to this realizing oh like maybe i am idolizing friendships as hard as this is to hear for you right now and we're saying this all in love 
you're actually being a really bad mate and you're cultivating bad friendship because you are not starting friendship like we said last week with a genuine care and love you're starting your friendship because you are idolizing something in that person that you can't fulfill yourself or that you're not getting from the lord definitely and if you're idolizing that friendship you're actually taking away the opportunity for yourself to be a good friend to other people or to have actual genuine really good friendships with other people i was idolizing a lot of friendships in 2020 and 2019 and i got a fat rebuke from someone at the beginning of last year um when a lot of those friendships kind of fell away and i kind of realized like maybe it was again it was a really bad situation and really bad for why it happened but I think a big part of it was God being like you aren't friends with these people because you both really care about each other and really love each other and want the best for each other you're friends because you're trying to gain things from other people and I think if you look at your friendships and imagine losing them and think what would that mean for me that's where you can kind of assess if you're idolizing them or not And that's hard because we live in a world where everything you do is essentially motivated by your gain. And that's how we've been wired. And it's hard to break that cycle. But you you do gain things from friendships. But I think you need to assess, am I gaining material things? Am I gaining status? Am I gaining followers? Or am I gaining great relationship am i gaining care am i gaining trust am i gaining a friendship that meets my love languages and if that's true that's not idolizing friendship that's seeking out genuine friendship but i also understand in the sense that we want to look good we want to feel good we want to be invited to these events we want to have the best instagram stories the funniest tiktoks the funniest snap memories and i know for a while I wanted to youth lead because I idolized the people in youth and I thought that they were so cool and their friendships looked amazing on Instagram and on Facebook and they have funny TikToks and not taking away from the fact that these people are genuine and they are funny, but I wanted to start a friendship with them because I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that more. I wanted to be on the stories. And so it actually was a great rebuke from the Lord saying, this is idolization you should not be leading kids. And so that took me a couple years because I didn't start leading youth straight after school like most people. I got to do a little bit of life and realize that. And it's so much better now because I'm leading youth, not trying to seek out those friendships from other people, but to lead kids to Jesus. And it's so much better. But I I really understand idolizing friendships because everyone wants to look good and, and feel seen but I think you can feel seen without being on social media. And I think it's important to address that I don't think idolization is from a place of vanity or a place from intentional um, gain, but I think it's actually from a place of insecurity and we don't feel good enough. And so we want to be friends with these people that we think are going to make us feel better or make us um, worth more. But that it's never the case. It's never ever gonna end well. Idols, idols aren't fruitful. Exactly. So if anything, seek your affirmation and attention from Jesus rather than your friends first, because he's gonna be in your corner 100% and not go with the ebbs and flows of social media and the world. 
Yeah, last week we spoke about um, Jesus being such a good friend and the friend that we should all aspire to be like and also the friends we should also look for. Um, But Jesus, despite being such a good friend, had a lot of bad mates. He was let down a lot. Yeah, for sure. Can you give us an example of one of the people that were just crappy mates to Jesus? Well, I think it's important to acknowledge at first everything happens for God's plan. And um, I think what the story we're about to talk about obviously was prophesied by Jesus, but we're just kind of looking at it in regards to being let down and being disappointed in our friends. So at the Last Supper, Jesus um, kind of predicts that Peter, his best friend, is going to deny knowledge of him three times. And Peter's super defensive. He's like, no, I'm so loyal to you. I would never disown you. You know, Peter, uh, Jesus has discipled Peter from a fisherman to like this apostle of Christ. And so after Jesus is arrested, Peter denies his friendship with him. And after the third denial, Peter just weeps as he's realized that he's actually done it. Yeah, I cannot imagine how Jesus must have felt because yes, he prophesied this, but just because that happen doesn't mean he's not going to be disappointed it's it's insane that people can let you down so much I mean we heard from the confessions how much people are letting their friends down but Peter was just not it and I think it's important to remember I think this is what this story really highlights for me is that despite Jesus being an incredible if not perfect friend um people like Peter we're not perfect. Like we are going to let people down. Um, we're going to be let down. And I think that also is what comes into idolizing friendships is that we can't expect people to be perfect friends all the time. Um, as despite how well Jesus treated Peter and how much Peter also loved Jesus. Like this, Peter was obsessed with Jesus. He was a great friend. They were so close. Um, we can't be perfect friends all the time and we can't have perfect friends all the time. Yeah, a lot of the time that leads to great, great disappointment. And I think one of the ways that people disappoint me and that I think they are being bad friends is actually not showing up. I always say, I was actually chatting to Anna about this before, that I always say some people are my good time friends and some people are my long time friends. And good time friends are the people that I go out with, I have fun, we can catch up for coffee once in a while. My longtime friends, I know that if anything, if anything was to hit the fan, if I needed something from them, they would show up in an instant. And so that's really for me how I decipher between my good and bad friends is that not that they're bad people, but it's not the best friendship for me. And that's because they're not always showing up when I need it. Phoebes, have you ever had friends who just didn't show up for you? I think quite a lot and that's nothing on them oh I guess it is but um I've also not been able to show up for my friends I think that's important to address like I was actually reflecting on this the other day is that I don't think I've been able to be a good friend until about six months ago I think I had quite a chaotic life and cut a lot to deal with at a very young age and so I think most of my life I was just kind of needing support and needing good friends that I wasn't able to pour out um and so recently that I've been you know getting a lot better and investing a lot in myself and my health um and my faith I've been able to be a better friend to people um I mean I hope you agree (laughs) um but that's I think that also comes back to if we nurture ourselves and if we are founded in good sources of affirmation like God we are able to pour out so much more 
and be better friends to other people. We were in a sermon on Sunday, actually. We went to Glow Church in the city um, near the Shire. And speaking of pouring out, he actually did a demonstration on this and noted that we are God's vessels and our whole role is to pour out and to pour out love, to pour out grace, all that stuff. But you can't be pouring from an empty cup. And we need to be filled with the Lord, filled with his presence, his word and all of that. But I think also if you're trying not to be a bad friend, but you're going through stuff, sometimes you can't help but be a bad friend. And that's where communication comes in. And that's what's going to separate good and bad friendships. When Phoebe's going through things, like I'm very needy. I will be the first to admit that. I'm like a stage five clinger of a friend. And if I don't see you five days a week, we just can't be friends. Um, But if Phoebe's going through something, she'll message me and be like, hey, like, I might just be off grid for a bit or like just know that this is happening. And that helps me to realize, oh, Phoebe's not not showing up. It's just she actually doesn't have the capacity to show up right now. And so I think in order to have good friendship and not bad friendship, you need to communicate through all of your seasons so that your friends don't assume that you're bad friends, but they can sometimes show up for you when you can't show up for yourself. I think literally all of my friendship issues have come from just bad communication and miscommunication. Because like you said, when I'm going through something, I withdraw. That's my main coping mechanism. Um, But you have, I've been very blessed that you have reacted so well to that because I've had friends react very badly and not shown up and not been supportive and been mad at me for withdrawing and not replying to them. Like they have said oh that's so rude of you when really I like you said do not have the capacity to even go on my phone or anything so I'm very very lucky to have that with you yeah that sucks that people can't react like that but again people are not going to react the way you react and that's a big lesson we've both learned recently even in the sense of being a gal's gal you cannot expect every female to just be a gal's gal which sucks oh my goodness i have a story about this so i just unlike the story i told at the beginning most of the time i just assume if one of my gals is with a guy that's her guy like that is just the situation i wouldn't even think about it like wouldn't even go there but i remember this time i was at a club dancing with a guy and i was like oh he's so cute he was islander i hate to admit it but classic classic <laughs> faves but I was so hyped. I was like, this is great. Like, it was a good time. And then my friend just starts dancing on him. Like, there's a, keeping in mind, we're in a whole circle of boys. It's just us two girls. And she starts dancing on this guy. And I'm like, absolutely not. This is, I was appalled. Poor form. Or even when girls this was all through high school but sometimes that happens now girls will switch as soon as there is a male presence around i know some girls who are like very timid very chill as soon as a male comes around oh my gosh like flicking their hair twirling their hair but also another thing one of my old friends used to do this a lot and it used to be the bane of my existence she would bring other girls down in front of males because she thought it was funny and i'm like that's not on first of all not being a gal's girl second of all you're a horrible person that's absolutely not on because it's just so and i hate it because i don't know if it's just like just girls can see it or if guys can see it too but i just see that and i get so disappointed because I'm like women 
oh, this is a bit of a feminist rant, I guess. But women have just been so put down by men in society throughout history. And we kind of owe it to ourselves, but also to our female ancestors to bring each other up and to hype each other up and have each other's backs. We are so much stronger together. Women are phenomenal. A big um, saying and phrase I think about all the time is her success doesn't threaten mine. Ooh. Yes, Lisa Turkus. It's from her book, um, Uninvited. I love it. But it's so true. Women are incredible and there's so much power in women supporting women. Yeah, jealousy is not a good look on anyone. I just don't understand why people think that there's a place to just tear other people, let other, let alone other women down. And I'm just like, oh, like, I'm not a crazy wild feminist. Like, love the gals, but I'm not like a huge feminist. But I am a big advocate for just being nice to people and being kind. Like, it costs you nothing to do that. But I love building people up because, like, I love when I'm built up. I'm addicted to the feeling of being hyped up. Like, when someone tells me I'm funny, I'll run with that for days. Yes, Anna tells Tammy all the time that she's the funniest person she's ever met. And I just see Tam's ego soar. But I love it. You're, you are very funny. Thank you kindly. But yes, like I love the feeling of being built up by other women. Not just like surface level, but when someone's like, oh, like you have such a passion for God. I'm like, oh my gosh, like thank you so much. But I would love to make other people feel that way. And it crushes my soul that sometimes it so easily rolls off our tongues to just bring down other people because we want to make ourselves look better i know it's a big flaw and i think especially a big flaw in women um and female friendships but um also in like guy girl friendships i think like you were talking about bringing people up i i think i was saying this when we were away i would love to just like encourage guys platonically i'm very much a big advocate for um encouraging and complimenting strangers i love it like if the person serving me at drive-thru has great nails i'm gonna tell her if i see someone at uni with a great outfit i want to hype her up um but i was saying i was like with my guy friends i'm pretty good at encouraging them because we're pretty close but I, f I feel like it's like not that common to platonically compliment a guy yeah, you're very good though at complimenting strangers. I get so anxious and I like curl up in a shell because we'll be in the drive-through and I'm like, oh, Phoebe, like I love her top or I love her hair. And you'll just be like, oh, just say it. And I'm like, I can't just say it. Like it's so hard. Oh my gosh, I, I can't do that. But yes, I agree. It would be so nice to go up to a man and be like, you have beautiful eyes without him being like, oh, are you into me? I'm like, well, maybe I am. I think actually, I think that's the problem. When I compliment a guy... It's usually because I think he's pretty darn cute. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's different for complimenting girls because I'm not into her. But with a guy... But sometimes we can give non-physical compliments to guys. I think we should be able to do that. Yeah, I think with my guy friends, I... Um, like I've noticed a lot of growth in one of my guy friends in particular. And I think I was encouraging him on it recently and just saying, hey, like you're doing great like you are so mature and you're really have done well and I think that's fine but when it's a stranger it's probably a bit weird but actually on the topic of that do you think guys and girls can be just friends I was literally just about to ask you that I don't I say I don't know I literally have guy friends but they're yeah very brotherly like where I actually don't have super close guy friends in primary school, I did, and that's very, very innocent. But I 
don't have a lot of close guy friends where it would kind of become an issue for me to be like, oh, like, is this a little bit more than friends kind of thing? But I think if I had close, close guy friends, I don't know. I think they can be friends for sure. I think sometimes it gets a bit blurred though. That's fair. I think I have um, two very close guy friends. I'd say they're some of my best friends. Um, And I love them a lot. I have a lot of love for them. But the line's never really been blurred for me there. Like, I've always seen it that way. But the reason I ask is because this is my opinion. Guys and girls can just be friends. Absolutely. Um, I actually asked a couple of our guy friends their opinion on this. And one of them said um, that guys and girls can have very platonic friendships. We're not just like humans aren't just made to be sexual beings and to mate and I was like that is so true we're not just made to procreate with the opposite sex so of course we can have platonic friendships but I also see especially on TikTok a lot of guys saying that um guys will only befriend girls that they're attracted to oh interesting but my guy friends have said that's not true which I'm not gonna take as an insult but um because they do hype me up a lot and I love them but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I find it very interesting. I think they can be. But then also, a lot of the married couples we know don't hang out with, like, married men I know don't hang out with other females that aren't their wife, just one-on-one. Whereas I will hang out with my guy friends one-on-one. Yeah, I think when you get married, it's, I don't know, the line's a little bit trickier. But in terms of how guy-girl friendships fit in the bad, I think that... A lot of people don't see it the way we do in the sense that you were saying your friend before said we don't have to like be we don't have to be sleeping with our friends if they're guy girlfriends. But I think what's really popular these days among the kids um, is friends with benefits. Mm. And that is a I'm not going to encourage that in any shape or form. That's when guy girl friendships as soon. That's what I'm saying. As soon as it crosses that line, it's bad friendship. Cut it off. It can't be. It can't be it can't be fruitful. Well, you're not friends. Like straight up, you don't kiss your friends. Like I'm sorry. Once you cross that line, you are no longer friends. I think that's why yeah, guys and girls can just be friends. But if you start hooking up with your mate, you're not just mates anymore. Like that's something in its whole other sphere. Yes, that is bad big no-no red flag. Just be a gal's gal, be platonic with your guys, be platonic with your girlfriends, like, and it will all work out. Yeah, I think, again, what differentiates the good and bad friendships is that intention right at the start of a friendship has to start with genuine love and care. If it starts with anything else, I promise you, nine times out of ten, it is not going to be a fruitful friendship for you. So last week, we gave you guys a bit of a challenge, a bit of a prompt to um, encourage your friends a bit more intentionally. Um whether that's through their love language or just more thoughtful encouragements. This week, we have a couple more for you. So make a list of some of the good qualities of a friend that you would want. So kind of design your dream friend, I guess. And then make a list of the qualities that you have in your friendships. See if they line up, see what you're kind of lacking and kind of think, well, hey, if I want to be this, to have this friend, I should be this friend as well. Yeah, I think it will be a really interesting challenge and we're going to do it as well because sometimes we expect a lot, but we don't give a lot. And it's important to make sure that you're actually meeting your own expectations because it's very easy to say, oh, Becky is a bad friend, 
But actually, am I showing up for Becky? Am I meeting Becky's love languages? You gotta show up as well. So yes, we'd love for you guys to make that list. Send it through to us. We'll share some, we'll share ours for sure. But yeah, we're excited to be chatting next week as well about the ugly. That one's going to be a little bit more intense in talking about toxic friends and cutting people off, the power that comes with choosing your friendships. But we are super thrilled that we've gotten to chat to you guys this week. We hope you are having a good week. Also... We are international, Mr. Worldwide. Um, We looked at our stats for Spotify. People are out here in Germany and Austria and India. So we love you. We love the fans. We love the fans. (laughs) All 200 of you. But um, yeah, people in the UK, the US, obviously all our homies in Australia. We love you guys. Um, But no, we have just been, we also want to say we're so, so grateful and encouraged by everyone's reaction like to our first two episodes you guys have just been so beautiful and every single message and every reply to our instagram every comment every like whatever it is we are so grateful and just so um lucky to have such beautiful people listening and so i hope you know that each message like doesn't go unnoticed we call each other each time it happens and so we also want this to be as interactive as possible so If you do have any stories about toxic friends or questions or things you'd like us to talk about, send it through. Like we want this to be catered to the people that are listening just as much as it is for us. Yeah, we've been so overwhelmed by all of the support and the love and the grace that you guys have shown us in the past couple weeks. And we honestly have put a lot of prayer and thought into this series and we just hope that at the end of it we're all able to just reflect on the kind of friend we are the friend we have in jesus and our friends around us i love it that's all for today on this episode of friendship the bad we'll see you next week for the toxic we love you guys thanks for joining us see you next week